Healing crystals, skincare routines, knitting a sweater, fitting in jeans. With Katie and Sarah, no need to worry, you're on a lady journey. So, so lady journey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and Hello. welcome, welcome, welcome to Lady Journey. Lady Journey. As we're getting started here, we want to make sure that you please subscribe to our YouTube. Lightly, lightly touch it. Just I just think it's tap. like, just, you know, don't be shy. Give it a little tap, tap, taparoni. Hit that subscribe button. Um, if you are on iTunes, just go over to YouTube quickly and subscribe to us. Yeah. Um, I think our visuals are. Better than our audio. Oh, we look great. <laughs> we look so great. I'm wearing contacts again, still. Still wearing contacts. It feels like one is popping out, but I don't know what's happening up there, but yeah. I'm feeling a little something. <laughs> so if you notice, I'm like just squinting away. Um, You're getting used my, to it. My yeah. contact's popping out. The other one feels fine. Or is it even in there? I have no idea. And that's <laughs> the nature the of wearing contacts. Yeah, it's rolled around the other side. <laughs> That's the nature of wearing contacts. But, but I'm, you know, we're in the new year when these episodes come out. Yes. And, and we're, you know, it's 2023. You want to hit the ground running. You want to hit the ground running. Cold as balls so outside. Freezing. And you want to wear your contacts. You've got to get used to them. Well, I have to say, like, when I got these, that you have to put them in at the doctor's office, at the eye doctor. And it, like... You just have to all of a sudden go from not being able to put in contacts to being able to put in contacts. And it took me like the woman just stood there for almost two hours. And I'm like, so I get into this like competitive psychotic state where I'm like, I will, I will touch my eye. I will scratch my fucking cornea right now if that's what I have to do. And she's just like, uh, you might need to come back. I'm like, I'm not coming back. I'll never be We're back here. We're doing this. You stay right there, Missy. Stay there. Like they have to do, like people are calling on the phone. I'm just like jamming my eye. No, so. it reminds me of sometimes, you know, when I go on family vacation and we're swimming or like we have to jump from a rock into the water and the whole <laughs> family is watching you and you're like the water's 50 degrees and I'm scared and I have the whole quarry looking at me yes yes and then you just have this like moment in your mind where you're like why am I doing this to myself like I feel like that would like stand up sometimes or I do like a big performance and I get so nervous and I'm like why, why, why am I, I putting I myself through do this? do not need to do this. No, why don't I just have a normal job and uh, stay at home? Yes, and have regular hours. Oh my God, I could take a vacation. I know, instead I'm like, every day I'm like, you can do this. You can fucking do this. Jump off this ledge. Jump off this ledge. <laughs> poke yourself in the eye. It's going to be Pain cold is beauty. There, and Pain there is beauty. random sticks. But I feel like you always you always relate it to like the situation that you're in. I'm like, for, for some reason I've decided it's because this is the life path that I chose as though it's not like a universally human emotion to feel uncomfortable sometimes absolutely and also I also would have those feelings when I went to a regular day job <laughs> in the morning like this you can fucking Why am do, I this. Doing it? Yeah, the second you that, hate this but you're doing it <laughs> the second that you have like any awkward like interaction with somebody at the water cooler and then you're just like why am I why I could have done anything why am I, I doing been a this to stand up comic yeah yes <laughs> I should have followed my dreams of being an actor yeah, I've just decided I am. I do not like obligations. It causes me anxiety. Yes, yeah. I don't know how they're going to turn out. 
I it's true that's why I never make plans I'm like I don't know how I'm gonna feel about you <laughs> a day of absolutely and things can surprise you like I was telling you I just had a hang with somebody it threw me off that you're like wow I did not know that was going to be a lot of work when I hung out with that person yeah. I didn't know I hated you <laughs> And yeah. how uncomfortable you made me feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. Because I have people pleasing. I'm my people pleasing, mm. which is why we've decided we're a great pair because we just please each other. <laughs> we're just the only. We're always like, it's okay if you don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it's like sometimes when you hang out with people and you are a people pleaser and then they're like a people taker. Yes. Then it's, they will take it's, until I, I'm dead. They will take, they will suck you dry. <laughs> They're energy vampires. It just puts you in an awkward position where it's like, well, I either have to just cater to you or I have to confront you. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. What was it? This, now we're derailing. But this is, that's <laughs> Before we journey. start. Yeah. I, I had a hang with somebody recently that has always been like, work and automatically I'm telling them something and they're like wait how do you know that and then they're asking everything that I said they question and I was like this what why does this have to be so hard yeah I'm just trying to have small talk with you who I don't even like that much yeah I know I'm trying to be pleasant and you're making this awful you're confronting me it's like (laughs) are you so conflict You're so pro-conflict that you can't even just be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. I'm having, well, we had to um, send a note to our upstairs neighbors who have been so loud. (laughs) No. We call them stompy. We don't know what's going on up there, but it's like, it's about stomping. Every night it starts at about midnight and it goes until about four where it's like, it sounds like someone's frantically cleaning the apartment, falling Mm. down at times, moving furniture. And and it's so it's so disruptive and it's so upsetting that um, we finally were like, we have to do something. We just have to leave a note. And now I have I cannot describe to you the amount of anxiety that I have every time I leave my apartment that I'm going to run into one or the other of the people that live in the that I'm gonna have to be like I'm, I'm really sorry well I think that, that was my boyfriend yeah I, I, I love it I love the stomping <laughs> he just he hates it he's, he's, I'm like I, Mike let them do what they, <laughs> let them do what they want I'm like meanwhile I'm the one that's crying every morning because I can't sleep um I, I suspect too that those people aren't actually doing anything super crazy well because Rana makes a lot of noise and we're like what the fuck are you doing and he has no idea well now that we've asked them to stop they've been super quiet and we can hear them walking around so I don't know what's going on now. I almost feel bad where I'm like, are they like just walking around like on eggshells, like, like totally on, on eggshells, like Native American, <laughs> 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 not to disturb the deer downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did. I did stipulate in the note. We said like, just be quiet from midnight to eight. That's you know, easy. Where it's like, that's easy. Because I don't I hate to be like this psychotic person. And that's how I think that they're perceiving me as like this Karen. Who's yeah. Like, Shut up. Yeah, you're just coming up there with your like white noise machine and your sleep mask on. My white energy. Like, (laughs) how dare you come into my space? You guys are so loud. So loud. Yeah. And but I do. So we just said just twelve to eight. Just let us sleep. Let us sleep for eight hours and don't be doing whatever you're doing at four in the morning because that's disturbing to us. Yes. 
Well, you know what's I God, I'm just derailing more. There's a TikTok that I actually related to. It was like this mom comes in and her two girls and she's like, "What are you guys doing?" It's like three in the morning and they're like, "We're rearranging our room right now." Like I've when you were it. kids, and I was like. Yeah. Oh my God, that is the energy you would have at that age. And I only want a hammer at night. It's true. All of a sudden, I'm like, I want to redecorate at midnight. Mm. Well, I do. I like to do a little late night cleaning, but like by midnight, I am to the point where I'm like, I have to start winding down. But yeah. these um, people, I think that they're, t- I think it's two young ladies. I'm not sure like what what the um, identity heel. is. Yeah. <laughs> but they have, they do have very chunky boots. Yeah. And they and they are full of energy. I think that they're like college students or something. Well, some people are just like that. I had a roommate. She would. It was like she was stomping. She just had a heavy foot. <laughs> heavy footed. Yeah. It, but it sounded like the 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 pattern of movement. It just sounded like a manic episode just unfolding. Yeah. You know, to the point where I was like, I'm actually now I'm concerned about you. Like, yeah. Do we need to go to the hospital <laughs> Did you right fall now? Down? <laughs> I, well, I joke with Ron and we know our neighbor upstairs. I'm like, it's like you're a mermaid sloshing around on the floor <laughs> like do you need to get back into your wet bathtub go back to the sea yeah <laughs> free willy he's just flopping around up there uh he seems like a flopper to me yeah love him though respect his work now um i want to welcome some of our new patreon yes, members thank you for joining our patreon and we do Bonus content every Saturday and every month, once a month, you get all of our episodes at once before we release them slowly. Yes. We have almost 200 pieces of content on the Patreon. We have a full backlog. We have the full backlog. And it's a lot of fun. Now, this one is going to go to Amy. Amy, thank you so much for joining our Patreon. This is Hematite. And uh, let's see. The magical powers of Hematite are that... It energizes the etheric body and helps you get optimism, will, and courage. So, Amy, if you need a little optimism, this is coming for you today. This is going to help you in grounding. It's going to help you in the reevaluation of personal issues and life patterns. Oh, oh, Amy. That's a good one. Enjoy your lady journey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, that's the hematite for Amy. Next up, we've got Travis. Travis, we really appreciate you joining our Patreon uh, as I vamp until I find the uh, next stone. It's Lapis Lazuli. Oh, yeah. Wait, let me see where this is. This is very awkward, and I was not planning on this. Ah, here we go. There it is. Lapis Lazuli, Travis, the magical powers. This is, oh, virility. Travis. It helps by releasing tension and anxiety helps in balancing and cleansing all of the chakras Ooh, it says oh this can help attract a better job travis 2023 you're hired yeah you're hired send out those resumes this looks like the previous one that's different because it's kind of got it's opaque that's a little onyx is it yeah see-through or am i is that a reflection? I think it's a little it's, reflection, yeah. But it looks like it's got thickness in there. See, oh, it is a little opaque. I see. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, I never noticed that about that. It's like the lighting in here is so great. Ugh. And this guy's, what's he called again? Onyx. Onyx. This is a little black onyx. And... I am trying to find the little paper I put in here. This is so awkward. I hate myself right now. I'm freaking <laughs> out. I am Everybody's leaving. Out. Please don't leave the Patreon. <laughs> ah, here oh, we go. There we go. Here we go. Everything's fine. 
Ooh, to most people, the word onyx can bring up the picture of a black stone. But actually, onyx has a lot of different colors. Oh, I didn't know that. That's really mm. interesting. Ooh, black onyx will repel negative energy. That's good. And leave you feeling less vulnerable and nervous. And that's for our new amazing friend, Deirdre. Deirdre, some, someday you will come across a piece of creamy white onyx. Ooh. That is more of a soothing, dreamy quality. Okay, but this is black onyx, though. Oh, here we go. This helps you feel secure and not worry so much. Oh, Deirdre, let your worries go, okay? Um, Working with black onyx can aid in balancing karmic debts. Mm. It can also open the inner gates to listen to the voices of deities. Okay, so look out for a message, Deirdre. Thank you for joining our Patreon. Billboards. Yes, (laughs) they are. Anything can be a message if you want it to. So today our journey, we're talking about something really fun. We're talking about like dreams. Yes. And you know what? Are you a vivid dreamer? Yes. Me too. Sometimes I have really vivid dreams and then sometimes I have no dreams at all. And it just really depends, I think, on like my levels of stress. Yes. Mine are always pretty much anxiety. Really? In some form or shame. What's your classic anxiety dream? My classic anxiety dream is either, um, I have several a class that I thought I dropped and there's an exam oh, and you're always like, it. I don't understand how the teacher didn't just drop me. <laughs> and then I have the same one. It's the same kind of thing when I waited tables and uh, I got sat with a table and I'm, I see them and I'm trying to get there. But every time I try to get there, I get another thing that takes priority and then they're there all night and I'm like, why haven't they left? Shouldn't they at least be mad at me and go so we can move on? So <laughs> That's your anxiety. The most patient people in the world. <laughs> um, and then sometimes sharks. Oh, really? Shark Interesting. Attacks, yes. Ooh. And never to the point where I get mauled, but and to the point where I'm about to get Something's attacked. Something's coming. Something's yes. coming for you. What about you? My classic anxiety dream, very similar to yours, is I am in a play and it, it is the night of the play. And for some reason, I've just had too many obligations and I have not learned my lines for the play and I'm about to go on and I don't, I'm like really, I'm like backstage, like really quickly, like trying to learn the lines, which is so stressful because you're like, you're just going on and you're going to be like, well, hello, the play is happening and you're just like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, that sounds wild. That's my one. And then I've had one where I'm doing stand-up and I cannot remember my next bit that's really that is oh so stressful you're like eh, eh, and yeah. just waiting and nothing's coming and I have also had I've had like recurring dreams where I I feel like I've had this one recurring dream about a guy that I dated briefly like years ago and I always felt like I ended up kind of like it fizzled you know it was like a fizzle but like I always felt like oh internalizing it you know as you always do like it's like you the person isn't a match for you yes and then instead of you being like oh that was good thing I like dodged a bullet you're like I wasn't good enough yes you turn it into it your dreams turn into something else yeah so I always have a dream like if I'm not feeling good enough in my life I'll like see that person in the dream you know I'm like Trevor you know yeah so that's like not quite like a stress dream but I would say like in the category of recurring dreams that are like kind of negative yes 
I've had that. It's always because they don't they say that you dream about people that you know. There's never been anyone in your dream that you don't know. Oh. Or that you've at least met. Which is weird because yesterday, last night, I had a dream of a house that I swear to God I've never been to. And you're like, how did I create this floor layout in my head? And it was wonderful. I have had dreams about people I don't know, though. I remember a really vivid dream I had when I was about sixth grade. Maybe I was like 11 or 10. I had this dream that I met. But maybe it was like based on like a cartoon figure like Peter Pan or something. I had a dream that I met this boy like a little boy who was like my same age and we had like we fell in love yeah and it was so vivid and the thing that was so vivid to me was like the feeling even like the feeling I have now when I'm in like my deep intimate relationship my like long-term committed intimate relationship I had that feeling then in that dream and I just remembered being like I can't believe I just experienced this feeling and now it's completely gone and I I my my love like what where (laughs) where is he oh my god there because there was a thing I think it was a reddit that I read one one time one time so this guy had this life that he thought he was married to the love of his life and they had children and then one day he laid on the couch and looked into a light and it slowly the light got bigger and bigger and then he woke up and it that was not his life and he had to come to terms with uh, really not marrying the love of his life. I guess he was in this dream for a long time. I think what happened was it was an actual head injury that had happened and it for- fucked up with his sense of time that he, it that dream felt like a really long time. Oh, that kind of stuff is wild. I know. But then when I read the comments for it, people were like, you know what I would have done? I would not have gone into that lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it is so wild to have when you've had a dream and sometimes I don't remember all the dream but the feeling has stuck with me all day Mm -hmm. that I cannot stop thinking about like that was such a weird feeling what was that was it yeah you can't put your finger on it I so like a sadness almost yeah because it's gone yeah you had something and then it was a longing yeah, it is so interesting how the vividness from the dreams actually comes from the emotions that I'm experiencing, like the really nuanced emotions. Because yes. I've definitely had very visual, visually vivid dreams, but it that seems to be the thing that is like the most, the most vivid. Yeah, but it's funny too because like I always want to talk about dreams because I actually find it really fascinating. But and it's like labeled as like boring. It People is. Are like, Ugh, and don't I- tell me your dream. You're like, um. <laughs> Well, I just experienced love on a, the deepest level I've ever known. And I wanted somebody to share it with and me. And my universe was wild. Shattered. Yeah. Just. And you're bored. Yeah. yeah. It's like I've just experienced an ego death, you know? <laughs> Which is so true. But it is true because I've had people tell me their dreams. And I'm like, I don't know why this isn't interesting to I me know. anymore. I'm like, I want to talk again now. <laughs> I think that's what it is, where people just don't like it when other people are talking. Well, yeah, Dan Perlman had a bit of like, yeah, you know that dreams, no one's ever like, hey, did you hear about Dan's dream the other day? And that's how you can tell no one gives a shit about your dream. But there's such a, it's got to be, your mind is telling you something. Well, when I was in therapy, we, it was the first time that I ever, like me and my mom, like, 
my mom's always had vis- vivid dreams. And so growing up in the morning when I would go downstairs, I'd be like, oh, this was my dream last night. And my mom would tell us about her dreams and we would kind of just share it, you know, just as like a little. That's fun. Like it's a little it's funny. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I just I just always enjoyed that growing up. And um, but I never thought that dreams actually had a significance because it's like it is in the metaphysical realm of like, uh I dreamed a baby and, and that means that a new beginning is, ha- you know, like those dream dictionaries. I always felt that to be like totally like disconnected. Or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like arbitrary it's meaning. meaning. Like, yeah. If you get swords, it doesn't really mean death necessarily. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. you can't take literal, you can't take your dreams literally, I think. You just have yeah. to take the feeling of like, well, obviously I'm stressed about something. Yes. And they, and they don't even actually know like what, what dreams are even still like the science is not there like oh dreams are this yeah but so when I was in therapy my therapist was like well do you have any recurring dreams and I was like no and then through talking I started journaling my dreams you know just in my daily free writing and then I realized like I do have a lot of recurring dreams and actually they are significant for what's happening in my subconscious like I don't need to be a scientist to be like oh like I've been I've been really hating my apartment and I have a recurring dream of like different apartments that I'm moving into. Yeah. Like obviously I want to move. <laughs> like it's like I don't need I don't need to go to a dream dictionary. Yeah, I've had that sometimes with my brain where you're just like why didn't you just come out and say it instead of having like Matthew McConaughey shit shame me at a party? <laughs> like yeah, unnecessary. Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. And so that's what I like do think now more is that when you just journal your dreams or, you know, you analyze them and then you kind of can be like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of being like, like the one I had about like the guy that it fizzled out. You know, it's like because I internalized that and I it sent me into a depression of like, I'm fat. Yeah. And no one wants to date me <laughs> because I whatever I now weigh 125 pounds. Yeah. You know, like my own like just issues inside my mind. Then whenever I feel that and then I have a dream about that person then that's obviously what's happening. Yeah. But if I had not done that work of like just talking through it with my therapist, I don't think I ever would have been able to really fully understand that. Yeah. I actually, there are times I've wanted to talk about dreams with my therapist, but I actually feel like he comes from the school of like this. Mm. Uh, what yeah I don't think that has anything psychoanalysis (laughs) and like cognitive behavioral therapy yeah mine's more like a social worker therapist yeah yeah yeah. I know I think like anything Freudian is like super dream although like the Freudian theory of dreams I don't even think it really makes sense it's like the wish fulfillment I guess you know it can also fuck with you because it's like those people that deal with really violent intrusive thoughts especially in OCD like I think Maria Bamford had those yeah and if you don't know you actually just think you're a bad person like I would have really horrific really gory nightmarish dreams and then you're like this is absolutely insane and then you realize after hearing about like intrusive thoughts and a like you aren't your thoughts. Yes. It's just yeah. a manifestation of something else. Yeah. yeah. It's important to have that type of awareness. Yes. You know, and so you're not like, I guess I'm a killer. 
<laughs> I know. Because I've had ones where I've murdered somebody and it's the act of keeping that a secret and <gasps> hoping too. that I've never been found out. Me too. That's one of my stress and dreams. It, it's, yes. Yes. Yeah. See, it's so interesting because it's like, I, it's not like in the moment of I'm killing somebody. It's like later. Yeah. And I'm in some kind of like weird double indemnity like situation where I'm like, now I have to, now I'm on the run. Yes. It's like crime and punishment in a way, you know, where he experiences the visceral feeling of like the guilt, which I never finished reading the book too much for me. <laughs> too much. Um, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. And you know, what's also weird too is like when alcoholics get sober and this will happen for years in your sobriety and I still have them. It's drinking dreams where I've had a drink and it's usually like I'm in Mexico and no one's around me and I'm living with this secret and none of my loved ones know, but I know they should know that about me. Oh, wow. So that's, and the, mm -hmm. it's not the act of drinking in the dream. It's like, not that my dream is wanting me to drink. It's the act of holding on. I have a secret, a shameful secret. Yeah. And I haven't, and I'm not telling anybody about it. One thing that I read, it was more of like a scientific uh, theory of dreams, was that it's it helps you um, perceive threats in your environment. So it was actually like an evolutionary function, um, which kind of makes sense in that context where it's like, you know, a relapse would be like a big thing that you don't want to have happen yes. so your mind is like conceptualizing that while you're sleeping to be like okay like this could happen let's avoid it yeah you know because I've actually had dreams like that too like like my passport one of my stress dreams I forget my passport but it's always me being like I bitch get your passport <laughs> bitch get your passport do not forget it yes it's a good reminder it's a good reminder I I like that I like that theory of dreams. The other one, my, I had a friend that went to kind of like, she, I guess she would go on these like spiritual treats and one of them was like learning how to control your dreams. Ooh. And I was telling her that you can control your dreams because there's time in a dream, you know, like something like where you're being chased mm -hmm. or you're, you know that you're there. It's been moments in my anxiety dreams where I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm in an anxiety dream yeah. right now. And then you kind of let it go. So you, it's weird when your mind has awareness in the middle of the dream being like this. Ugh. Oh, I'm in it. Yeah. This is what's happening. I don't have to worry about showing my pussy right now. My <laughs> shirt's short, but like, that's another one that I have. Just is a that man I'm, behind me. Oh my God. I always show up to school with the no underwear on and a shirt that's just enough to cover barely any of my private so parts in any other context that would be like hot but for you you're like oh my god <laughs> I have so much on my plate right now and now I have no pants yeah like the version of naked the ladies version of naked at school yes um but yeah I think you can you can somewhat control your dreams have you ever woken up and being like I want to get back to what that dream was Ooh, try but you try can't so hard yeah you're like well now I'm in another area I, yeah, it's I like a video game. It is. It is. I've I've definitely woken up in the middle of like a horrific nightmare. You know, just something so terrifying, and then you feel like it's just you have no closure and it's yeah. unresolved, and you almost want to go back to sleep to be like, I have to save my mom. 
I guess not. Never mind. Yeah, I can't make it back there. When I used to, so when I used to teach preschool when I was doing stand-up, basically I would get up every morning at at about eight and I would usually go to sleep. Oh no, I think I would, I would get up at about like seven maybe. Like like, what is your preschool start at nine? Right. It started at eight. So I think maybe I would get up at seven or maybe like 630, but I would usually go to sleep around like midnight or one because I'd be out like doing spots and stuff or maybe a little bit later because I would do like the 11 p.m. open mics yeah so I would get about six hours of sleep and then I would work and then I would come home and I would just take a a full like siesta you know and I would have these incredibly I'd never have them the hypnagogic where Uh, I would get paralysis oh would you where you're like I can't move my body oh my gosh yeah no no that's why I don't like doing afternoon naps no anxiety oh, really dreams. yeah no I've never had sleep paralysis but I would get like I would get a uh, hypnagogic where it was like Ooh, I've never heard highly of highly like hypnagogic I think what the t- technical definition is like they're highly vivid but you're also totally autonomous in yes. the dream so like you're conscious of the fact that you're dreaming and you can like manipulate it in a way like a little bit I would like always try to have sex dreams <laughs> I'd be like, like trying to have it but then it's like I couldn't quite like control it so it'd be like just like a naked guy over there I'm like hi <laughs> hi get to you <laughs> it's like my tables yeah yeah <laughs> I'm trying but there's some important stuff to do right now yeah yeah so so but what's the sleep paralysis like for oh you? I think it's kind of in that mindset of like it's very vivid I feel like I'm half awake and half asleep and I know I need to move my body but I can't move my body Ooh, scary. but it's very heavy and that's why I've never enjoyed afternoon naps I've never found them to be relaxing yeah well you're getting paralyzed yes I'm getting paralyzed I think it's also because I feel like I have an obligation later and I do not want to sleep in it's like when you have an early flight in the morning and you're like what's the point of even going to bed if I have to get up at three or four yeah you're just like laying there with your like I can't miss my alarm (laughs) yeah because it will happen yeah I've done it god that's the worst feeling that is the worst feeling yes and then you and I talked about this recently about dreams and I only just found out about this term of course through TikTok and then I read up on it it's called TikTok is the great information highway it's we're finding everything out but the thing it's called maladaptive daydreaming maladaptive and as soon as somebody started talking about it and sharing memes about it I was like oh my god I think I have this yeah I don't have it. This maladaptive is more on the the daydreaming. I daydream hardcore, but I don't do it into a state of like, I think it holds me back. I do think it hurt me a lot in high school. I could never concentrate on my subject matter because I was always daydreaming about like boys or like. Yeah, I, I have had it. So maladaptive daydreaming is basically like, from what I understand, it's when you have a fantasy and you have orchestrated a really complex fantasy in your mind and it's not just like staring out the window like oh I want to go to a trip to like Russia like that's my dream you've got scenarios there's dialogue happening multiple scenarios you're like I mean I've had it to the point where this I had to like really keep an eye on it because I'll be like walking down the street like talking to myself I'm not talking to myself I am rehearsing a conversation that I'm having with uh, someone that I got in a fight with 10 years ago and it's never been resolved and I'm now I'm resolving it in my mind and I'm like losing the fight for some reason 
Yeah, I I've had that with um I've had that with I've got a crush on somebody yes. and I've already played out our whole life scenario oh. and where we broke up that I was like we cannot we cannot be a thing because you're gonna want this in your life yeah. and I can't have that. Yeah. yeah. Someone's like, Are you are you okay? You're like, I'm breaking up with him. <laughs> I'm living a breakup right now. <laughs> with a person that's never really had a conversation with me whatsoever. Know me. Has no idea. I uh, yes, I would go really hard on maladaptive daydreaming with crushes. And I would almost like love, especially in my 20s. And I think this is a yes. big part of why I never had like a serious relationship in my 20s um, was because I just I didn't really want a relationship. But what I wanted to do was like get a crush on a guy who was completely unattainable to me in any way or mm. like emotionally unavailable, like an asshole, you know? They have to be emotionally unavailable. They, they cannot be from interested. My daydream. Yeah, yeah, they can't be interested in any way. Because I'm going to have to figure out how to wow them in my daydream. Yes, just like <laughs> living it over and over and like relishing it. I actually had a big crush on Mike before we started dating. Yeah. You know, it's just like the fun. I would always get crushes and I just love the fun of like... God like carefully orchestrating a false reality how they fall in love with you living in it the moment <laughs> it's God. like and it was just like all the lifetime originals all the hallmarks just melding together in my mind yes sometimes I feel like that's a big part of why I have depression is because you do not understand the world that I've created in my head is so much better yeah. than what is out there. But now I've gotten better to be like, Sarah, fucking get out of that and realize yeah. this is what it is. That is one thing that causes depression. It's having unrealistic expectations. And that's what like, that's one of the things I was Googling when I was feeling like I was in a rut. Yes. About a month ago. And um, that was one of the things it was saying. It was like, are your expectations insane? And it's like, absolutely. Well, I should have been Steven Spielberg 10 years ago. So I guess, <laughs> I guess. Absolutely. But we were talking about like, I'll have ones where I'm like, like take. So I did that film with Joe and Louie and I'm thinking in my head, you know, maybe I've, I'll win an Oscar. And then I pictured the whole scenario of yeah. going, well, like nobody, they're like, wow, we didn't even see this one coming. Unknown and unknown. An unknown. But wow, what a, she really moved us. And then I'm doing, I'm giving my Oscar speech. Um, how I'm going to be revered back home. SD yes. will give me more spots yes. my, and I will have a funny speech about everything. And you're like, what is happening? Yeah. You come to, and you're like, I am at the bus station. <laughs> I am at the bus. And it's like, it's hard not to feel depressed when you're like, I moments ago, I was getting what I've deserved. <laughs> and it's cold and wet out here and my feet fucking hurt. Yeah. yeah. I know. I do think like I do it as a way of, um, you know, like I dissociate a lot when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm physically uncomfortable. And yeah. I feel it now, like when it's cold, when I'm tired, instead of being present in the moment, I'm just so quick to dissociate. And I would almost like really use the maladaptive daydreaming as like kind of like it's almost and it's a, an addictive behavior too, yes. in a way. And I always like struggle with like addiction stuff, you know, and well, getting addicted so to that. Good. Yeah, you're just like escaping. It's escapism. It is. And like, that's what we were talking about. So I, the reason I found this on TikTok and then it was a Reddit and then they were sharing all these hilarious memes of people that have hardcore maladaptive daydreaming. 
I'll share a few, but it's just like, so you can get the idea of like what for if you don't do this, what it's like, or just like, it's funny. It's funny. And we haven't shared memes in a while. I know, but I like love these. I wish I had the photos of these, but it's just like getting to the good part of the fake scenario too fast and then having to restart. We're like, wait, 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 wait. I got to do more buildup. Yes, yes. Yes. The anticipation. I have that with my crush one when it's like all of a sudden we're just like having our first night together and you're like, no, <laughs> no, no, bad. no, I need a longer courtship and for them to figure out that they're falling in love with need me to really feel the tension. Yes. Um, when somebody's like, God, you're so chill. And then you're like, thanks. I'm completely disconnected from reality at all times. <laughs> yes. I've had that one where people, people are like, like, you're so quiet. You're like, ah, yeah, because I'm in my world I'm and I'm here. having the time of my life. Yeah. yeah. I've gotten that where people are like, you're standoffish. I'm like this. <laughs> Mumbling to myself. I'm having a fake argument. Um, and then like, I'm not delusional. I'm simply manifesting my own reality. Oh, it's the sweetest manifestation. Okay, that's what, that's why it is addicting. Cause you're like, this is the life that I like and I get to have it. Yeah. yeah. And it does feel in a way it somehow feels like it is like that magical thinking of you're like, well, I'm manifesting, like I'm supposed to be doing this. And it's yes. like, no, you're just rehearsing an argument. Like well, think- that's not productive yeah and I think that's where I get a lot of my resentments is because I see somebody living out my maladaptive daydreams yeah yeah where I'm like this what that's me that's me (laughs) you've stolen it you've stolen everything (laughs) you bitch um when my imaginary partner comes home after cheating again it's just like this sign on the house it's like welcome home cheater that one I love like uh, you also we've created arguments with people that have yes. no idea breakups that you've created a relationship with somebody and you've made them to be a cheater yeah it's so fucking funny I I think it's hilarious and I think like one one I was telling you like you cracked me up because we were talking about this on the phone and um I was telling you about my uh, now I'm like having a sad mundane a maladaptive fantasies where like I went to a women's open mic and I did like a Q&A afterwards because like why would they be doing a Q&A at the <laughs> why why are they doing a Q&A with me but I was like I was like looking forward to it for like a month and yes. if you're if you're listening to the podcast from the Q&A thank you and welcome because um, I did ask them to to join but I was just like I'm like talking to women that have just started doing stand-up and it's like here I am all the way over here 15 years later and I'm making way less than what someone in retail part-time makes (laughs) and (laughs) I was just like but just like getting off my ego on the fact that like I've really done it and it's like you know and then like somehow in other areas of my life I'm like I'm doing terribly (laughs) we were like no that actually was worse yeah (laughs) I've had that I was trying to make this into a bit but nobody finds it funny but like my daydreams are like I could just become a power washer in Tampa and have my own power washing company (laughs) and I would be like that's pretty easy and I probably would make a lot of money and I could just listen to podcasts and it's a low overhead and I just come to people's houses power washing yeah (laughs) and I'm like I actually like Tampa and you're like that is not the dream yeah what are you doing I know it's like one thing to be like my Oscar speech but then another to be like I've started a small business in Tampa (laughs) and it's doing okay (laughs) Joe and I can afford a two-bedroom house (laughs) in an upcoming neighborhood (laughs) 
I love it. I love the mundane maladaptive fantasies. Yeah. I just think it's so funny. And it's so funny. Like your ego is so sneaky, you know? Oh yeah. You're like the number one per I'm always, it's always being like, Oh my God, I've never thought of it that way, Sarah. Like it's nonstop. Accolades somebody, in my somebody just thinking that you're great. And you're like, <laughs> I kind of always knew it. I knew. I thought. I'm glad you could see my genius all along. Oh yeah. Oh my god, you're so amazing. Well, can I share your one about you? Had one that was so funny about the um high school. Oh my god, band. that this one cracked me up. This one happens while I'm on the treadmill a lot, or when I'm running. I, this one happens. It's like it pumps me up that I. I'm still in high school, <laughs> which is like, wh- why? So why can't you be like awesome outside of now? But I can't. But that feeling of being in high school, though, where it was just like, ugh, the we world have- is about to know. Yeah. And then like, it's m- my coming out and I do like a battle of the bands and I'm rocking out so hard, <laughs> like on guitar and I have the most amazing voice and people are like, I did not even see this coming. Like, yes. Uh, yes. I have that. High point. That That's is my high, high point. point. Yeah. yeah. I Uh-oh. still have that. And you're like, why can't you have that at the Oscars? But I do have my Oscars speech. But yeah. You're prepared. Yeah. But yeah, yes. you're right. Like, it has to be in high school world because that is the first time you're actually coming out with your talent. Yes. Yeah. You Ugh. can't come out with a talent at 40. No, you, you unless it's like a weird talent where you're like, <laughs> I can I can take off bottle caps with my butthole, you know. It's like a fun party yeah. trick. No, the only like I the only way I could come out with my new talent if I was like a Sandra Boyle, you know, like um Oh I, yeah, I remember her. Where everyone's like what an atrocious hose beast, but I have an amazing <laughs> voice. But you can't come out like as mediocre looking at 40 and if you have an amazing voice, you're like get in line with all the others. Yeah, it's yeah. like everyone's worked. Everyone has skills now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. It's so delicious. It's yeah. so delicious. But I love it. It's, it really can get you through the day. That's one of the reasons that I do, I do like kind of also do that in my free writing where I'm just like, this is my fantasy, just like writing it out, scripting or whatever the, that's the manifestation term, but it's like, actually I'm just like living in a weird I've just my I'm just writing world. softcore porn <laughs> <laughs> that will be found on my computer in like yes. 50 years from now. Well, I do think I've come up with bits through maladaptive daydreaming because what ends up happening is you're going down avenues that you probably wouldn't necessarily do on your own. And I think daydreaming in general is a is good for you it's in healthy. a way. I think it's healthy. Yeah, because point. it's just like you're just like stimulating your mind and and you know they say like one thing now which I, I find this kind of interesting. It's like intriguing cuz because of social media everybody has such a shorter attention span so people don't daydream as much anymore except for these freaks, these freakos <laughs> with the, which I consider us two of them. But. I do think the phone has taken away those daydreams cuz I only daydream when I'm not um, and it'll, I do feel like daydreaming allows you to be creative and, yeah, and just, j- yeah. And just like, just like decompress your mind, yeah. you know, cause I just feel like we're all constantly overstimulated all the time and you need that time to just be like, oh my God, like that looks weird. You know, like we, we used to have sponge painting in our house and when I was on the toilet, when I was little, yeah, pooping. For those of you that aren't getting our seventy percent minute on YouTube, yeah, but don't think about that because you're 
you're <laughs> disgusting. But I would look, I would just stare at the sponge painting and I would always see these like different pictures and I would like create stories in my mind yeah. about it. And it's like, where do I do that in my adult life? Like now I'm just like on the phone, on the toilet, like pretending to check my email. And I'm it's like, looking. I'm not even supposed to be like bringing my phone in the bathroom, but I'm like, I need to for work. I know to see if I got that Hollywood email. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it might be in my spam. <laughs> I know you're like, or just like looking at discourse towards Elon Musk on Twitter these days that you're like, can we just go back to having fun? Landline, baby. Yeah. 2023. But it is, yeah, it's, I think the phone's taken away because I have to say one of my favorite things when I do read, mm-hmm. and this is so corny, is sometimes you read something like, say, fantasy. Because I yeah. like, you know, like you're reading uh, or like any fiction I like. Uh, I kind of put it down and kind of revel to feel like what it's like to be in that world. Oh, like yes. in a Hogwarts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Where that's why it's like impressive that JK Rowling really did create such a crazy world. Oh, and, yeah. and also was anti-trans. <laughs> I know I do love Harry Potter. It's the world building is just incredible. And I've tried to do that in like scripts and stuff. And you, when you, when you try to do it, you realize how challenging it really is yeah it is and then the world that she creates it she's like you must have she must have created that through her also maladaptive yeah day, or just daydreaming just i don't need sometimes i'm like is it maladaptive i don't think it's maladaptive unless i don't think it's technically maladaptive unless it is preventing you from like living a full life you know but i do think like it can be maladaptive in the case of like anxiety isn't good for you it's like daydreaming probably isn't good for you to be like like getting yourself worked up yeah having a fight with your best friend every time you take a shower (laughs) (laughs) so I think it's just lightly bad you know it's just like a thing we all experience yeah but anyway thanks for listening everybody and please tap the subscribe lady journey lady journey